good to see you back again. I know you've been working hard. Sit back, relax, take off your shoes, put your feet up, light a candle, open the fridge, grab yourself a snack. Time to get your fix of all the latest business tech and culture news. I need my fix, Rob. Press play. Al Bradford, welcome to the podcast. I am so stoked to uh, go through the headlines today because there's a few interesting articles and I know that you're interested to get into them. And uh, how's your weekend been? So you hit hit me all at once there. I like it. Uh, loving your hat today, the old Donata. We love that ice cream, and uh, you're looking good, mate. The glasses are on. I think you're starting to think like you're a bit of a sexy Clark Kent working from home. You got the heaps normal hoodie on, and it's looking grouse. So I was just just, just yeah. dripping in brands today. You are. You're a bit of a brand whore. When you walk down the shops to get your coffee, or when you're walking Obi or whatever, do people just look and go, "He's got that many stickers on all these different clothing items." This guy just loves. Is he himself. a race car driver? Is he a race car driver? Sponsored, huh? Sponsored. Well, how was your weekend? It was good, mate. We had uh, Walker's first birthday, uh, nephew. So uh, he's just he's he's got a little bit of hair now, and they're just crawling around. The kids everywhere. It was good. We actually uh, ran into Pointer. Uh, you know, obviously uh, a big hot or not uh, suggestion giver and he loves yeah. the pod and it was just good to fucking catch up with him and see what he's all about and just kids everywhere and shit. I know you had a birthday party too. Yeah, mate, I had a uh, sister's birthday on the Saturday night, Alice's birthday, so birthdays all around and uh, yeah. can imagine that birthday for you would have been very different. First year old birthday, is that the first first birthday? You've been yeah, I wasn't, yeah, to be honest, I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't really think too much about it, but... We rocked up there a little bit early. I'm talking like it's footy game, but we rocked up a bit early, helped with a bit of the setup, and then uh, just just it it was good. Honestly, it was good. Walker had this sick cake that Mum made. Um, Did she do a good, nice design? I've seen the photos. I've seen the cake. Yeah, it's crazy. She done like bluey themed um, cake, and it was like a triple decker thing. And then like the bottom thing was just for him to smash his head and shit in, and for photos and that. But yeah, it's crazy. She's like an artist with the cakes. Yeah, she is. She loves her cakes. If you Check out her Facebook. I don't know if it's still up there, but um, I think it might be Narelle Bradford Cakes or something. Oh, I don't know. But uh, you make it a Facebook now. page. Yeah, but it, yeah, but she done the old. Remember the De- she done the Dexter cake. Remember the yeah. you know, TV show Dexter, with like someone on the like a dead body. She done um, when we went to Canada. She done our snow cake. Me and Yaz. Like she just it's good fun. You know. I like that. I like that. Hey, cre- yesterday, you know, yesterday we dropped an episode with Tim Fung. Now Tim Fung, mate. Tim Fung. Tim Fung, CEO and founder of Airtasker. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's a good one. Do you like my post on LinkedIn yesterday too? Yeah, I, I do. I do think that you've got, um, you get, your copy's getting a little bit better. Thanks, man. I've just been thinking about it a little bit more. And uh, the chat with Timmy boy, he's just cool as a cucumber. Oh, I've always wondered who was, who kickstarted Airtasker? Because I remember a few years ago when it, when it sort of first kicked off for, for me in my world, I was like, I'm going to get everyone to do everything for me. You know, just... You sort of already do. You don't have to put any of the jobs on Airtasker. People come and pick you up and it just seems to be that's just how you live. That's not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I've got my license now. I'm a big boy. I've been driving around. I've been, I've been loving life. I actually enjoy driving now. Just a bit of alone time and just putting some tunes on and thinking I'm Vin Diesel. Every time I drive right now, I think like I'm Vin Diesel or, or Paul Walker. I just, I don't know. It's confidence. Yeah, you got the arm out the window, the... There's Elbow a bit out. of that uh, arm up the top kind of thing, you know, with the arm like holding the top of the window type of thing. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's just that's dad sort of driving mode, isn't it? 
Are you lean back a little bit or what do you what's your nah, stance it's full lean and lean and low, baby. Yeah, it's just no dramas. And it's no just cruise control. You know, I've got the I've got a good car, so I can just click the buttons and it just like I it auto it pretty much auto drives for me, you know. So I don't have to be that skilled. <laughs> I don't know if it does. I just think that's maybe your brain going into autopilot. <laughs> but the episode we dropped yesterday, I didn't realize that Airtask had started when it did. Over a decade old, uh one of the early tech players here in Australia that have made waves, they're going through some um, international expansion to hear how it's all developed. But even what about some of the funny jobs, like things that people have done, how much the platform has changed and, and how much it's grown. The fact that like early marketplace business, like they had a really cool idea, but how do you get enough people using the, the product and the marketplace for it to actually work? Mm. He's invested in a bunch of other, other marketplace things since then. He was freak. It was good, good summary of the podcast, Rob. I like it. After this episode, make sure you dig back in and listen to that. It only goes for half an hour, but there's so much gold. Nuggets of gold, as you would say. All right. Well, should we get into the headlines? Yeah. Do the dirty one first, the real sick one, the real one that's going to make everyone's just shutter. All right. This one comes from Rolling Stone. Like, uh, like father, like son, Elon Musk's dad has secret second kid with stepdaughter. Uh, the only thing we are on the earth for is to reproduce, Errol said. Well, all right. Elon Musk's unique approach to growing his family seems to be hereditary. On Tuesday, Musk's father, Errol Musk, revealed that he had a second child with his stepdaughter, uh, Yana, who's th- so Errol's 76 and his stepdaughter's 34, three years ago, and gave the creepiest explanation as to why. The only thing we are on the earth is for is to reproduce. That's what he said. I get, I, I, I get all that. I see where they're coming from, all that good stuff, but couldn't you just like put it in a tube? Because I think they're thinking of like, are they thinking like they're the biggest geniuses the, the earth's ever seen? So they're like, let's just uh, see how many uh, humans we can create with our DNA, our blood, because that's how they Maybe think in their head. Feels a bit that way. It, it's no surprise that his son, Elon, with nine children that we know of, has previously said he wants to do his best to help the underpopulation crisis. Uh, by having as many children as humanly possible since he thinks that a collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far. In in his procreation-driven interview with the son, Errol said his new child's birth wasn't planned, but that he likely impregnated Yana during the year and a half they were living together following the birth of their son, Rashi. No regrets. Wow, man. That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. I can't believe his stepdaughter. 42-year age gap. That's crazy. People don't it? give a fuck, do they? Do whatever they want. Have you seen the the show, The Girl in the Picture yet? Yeah, I did. I watched it on the weekend. It's giving me that vibe, isn't it? It's a bit much. What are they thinking in their heads, though? Honestly, like, what do you think? Like, are they sitting there going, let's just do this. Let's just pump out as many as we can. Stepdaughter, she's all right. Let's, let's get it going. Like, that's crazy, isn't it? What yeah. do you think? What do you think? Honest thoughts. Sick, creepy. couple of words. Just sum it up a little bit, Rob. Well, this is it. So any man who marries a woman, even if you feel slightly, a very sprightly, it's going to be nice for a while, but there's a big gap and that gap is going to show itself. I married her mother when she was 25 and I was 45. She was probably one of the best looking women I've ever seen in my life. It's just, there's a 42 year age gap. What do you just, talk about though? What are you honestly talking know. about? There mustn't be much going on. Like there must like, what, like seriously, you're going out for dinner. Like, he's an old dude. He's an old dude. I'm looking at the photo of him. Like, yeah, he was 73. I suppose there's lots to talk about. What do you, you know, you've been around the, you've been on the earth for 73 years. What's it, what was it like? I suppose you could get a history lesson over dinner, but 
There's not much. Like, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, 42. It's just a bit much. We're, I don't know. Whatever. Let's go. We're 31. Next, yeah, next article. Poaching staff, sneaky or clever. As staff shortages continue to in some sectors like accounting, small businesses are calling for bigger firms to stop poaching their talent. Is all fair in love and recruitment? Share your thoughts. Well, I want to hear your thoughts. Ooh. Considering we've done a few shoulder taps and pinched people out of organizations, I don't know if we're the best people to uh, really talk on this, but <laughs> I think it comes down to the environment that you're creating in your workforce, that you, the culture that you've created. And if people really want to leave, nothing's stopping them. That's why I do really believe during jobs with shortages and working in the tech industry, we're moving more and more towards a gig economy. People don't do long stints at places very often. And if they do, then you've obviously created pretty something pretty special that you could keep building on that culture. But if you don't have that and you don't have an average long average tenure and people leaving anyway, you're just going to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Bad luck. That's, that's the only option. That's the reality of it. It's like, I can say, I can say other stuff, but everyone's on the hunt for people. There's no people everywhere. So if you're not doing a good enough job, you know, have a culture where they want to stay or you haven't adapted your organization enough to allow for the gig economy. You haven't invested into recruitment as a service or something like that, where you're helping build a pipeline of people. Cause you know, they're probably going to move on anyway. I don't know. It's hard, hard slogging out there for business, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. It's just people game. The people game is hard. And I think like when you're creating stuff, and like from scratch and you're bringing on people and you're scaling up, people are always hard because they got different needs, different desires. And, you know, not everyone's as passionate as what you might be because it's your baby and your thing. So taking into account all that type of stuff, it's, it's very hard. But um, I do, I think people are more interested in projects, aren't they? And like the work that they're working on, maybe the tech that's involved with a project and being like, well, I've always wanted to, to scratch that itch or do something in that or learn new skills and challenge myself a little bit. So that could be exciting for, for people to move on and, and do different things, but you're right. It is the gig economy. Now it's, it's, you know, it's changed. People are moving, people are moving yeah. and that's the world's changed. And I just think bad luck. You're just going to constantly be looking for people. And but, that's what we learned. People but, are hard to scale, aren't they? Yeah. But you know, if you can find a place that, that treats you well and you're just constantly challenged and you get that out of out of it. And I know lots of people like to go home from work and just switch off and not think about shit too. So I think, True that. you know, like if, if that's you, that's cool as like go home, chill out, don't think about that. There's other things that you might value a bit more. So whatever. I like what you're speaking today. I like what you're speaking. All right, new registered to curb betting habits. People struggling with online gambling can soon sign up to a national register that will block them from accessing better websites and apps. This one's from Brendan Wong, editor at LinkedIn News. Last one came from Carla Dingate, editor at LinkedIn News. So I forgot to shout you out, but uh, Kayla, sorry, there you are. What are your thoughts on this? Betting agencies will soon be banned from serving users who have signed up to a national self-exclusion register. The Australian Communications and Media Authority will launch the register known as BetStop in the coming months to support gamblers. Uh, gambling services will be required to advertise BetStop on their websites and apps. Once a person adds themselves to the register, betting services must close the applicant's gambling accounts, return any credit, and block attempts to rejoin. Yeah. It's feeling like, uh, remember the old days in the cigarettes when everyone was just free-for-all and there was all ads on how cool this is and no dramas? Yeah, yeah. starting to feel like all the warning signs and shit now are coming. Like even with the sports bet ads and stuff now, at the end of every sort of sting, they always say um, set deposit limits and stuff now. I've noticed that throughout the year. So it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes for 
for that stuff to happen. I know as like a casual uh, punter myself, like just punting on the footy and sometimes the cricket, but I, I like punting on most of the games, you know what I mean? And it can get you sucked in and I can see how a lot of people, um, I think winning's the the harshest thing for people, I think, early doors, because if they get an early win, it feels like you can fucking keep doing it and how easy is this and all that type of shit. But I think you can quickly find yourself in a hole and the fact that something like this exists, that you can do that. The thing that I'll, like a lot of people probably trying to dig themselves out of a hole and then what what if they don't have that option to try and dig themselves out, what do they revert to? You know what I mean? So I think maybe yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind knowing more about what services are provided there once you do do that. But I think it's a cool as like thing to do for sure. It's, it's weird, that whole online gambling and betting. It feels like I didn't realize you're on the AFL website you have to go on the ladder and you have to, there's a ladder that shows you live odds or something Yeah. as the default ladder, not as yeah. the one. So you can't even go look at the ladder without being given yeah. gambling yeah. ads at you to look at the live ladder. And the, and the problem is like, I find that interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. but sports bet and stuff, like I'll look at their ads and go, that's funny. Like I understand why people are drawn to like they hundred percent hit their target market. Like, in, in that aspect of the business and stuff, it's real creative and really cool. But the effects on what it has on people, like if, it's like anything though. It's like drugs. It's like if you if alcohol, if you abuse it, you, you're fucked. But if you do it in moderation, it can't, it's fun, you know? So I think finding the balance, you know? Is, is gambling wrong? Fun no. fact. I think, I don't, I don't, I don't, have we done gambling on hot or not? Uh, yeah. Betting. Yeah. Gambling. Yeah. Betting, we did betting. That sounds yeah. like sports, but, but I'd like to know gambling. You know, like gambling, like casino. Be- I like going to the casino. Casino cards. Lose, Knowing that you're happy to lose. Hey, if I lose five hundred today, that's what I've budgeted for. You know, so. But when you when you have a few drinks, you can probably go. Oh, I'll just try and chase that loss. I'll just try. And, <laughs> chase and I'm on that holidays loss. once every two years, and then you go and the whole mortgage is on red. I'm sorry. Oh, huh? I'll give you that tip. I'll tell you who's um gonna have a little bit extra cash to splash. Who? Cameron Smith. Oh, yeah. Yes. Did you know Cameron Smith, so for those who don't follow the golf, uh, Cameron Smith earns eye-watering windfall after British Open triumph. Uh, Cameron Smith said he's going to celebrate his Open triumph with beers and lots of them. Whatever he ends up drinking, you can bet each round will be on the Aussie after his eye-watering windfall. Smith picks up a winner's check of $3.68 million, uh, finishing one shot clear at the top of the leaderboard at St. Andrews ahead of the American Cameron Young. Um, stunning victory, major victory of his career takes the Queenslanders' season's earnings past a whopping thirteen point five million for the year. See, how do you think about that compared to like a a, a business, a tech owner, like yearly? I'm all about it, bro. On yeah. the golf bandwagon. Oh, it's good, isn't it? That's. I just feel like there's some sports out there, like tennis is one of yeah, them. Yeah, what's tennis? Is that more or less? Uh, the top, mate. I think the. Depends. You have to be good to make money in anything. Yeah, that's, there's no money for the that's, duds. That's even yeah. the hangers on us. It's like the top top percentage make all the money. But interesting enough, um, you, you you brought it up talking about the the question you got asked after his win. Yeah, is he going over to the other Live. the other tour? But Greg yeah, Norman, shark. It's pretty rude considering he just won the. Yeah, I don't know. Events of all hard, events, PGA answer. Straight after the thing, that's one of the biggest highlights of his fucking life. And then, I suppose that that's just the way it is now. People ask any type of questions. It's like the cricket, isn't it? It's like um, Big Bash. What's it called? What's the Indian Premier League? IPL. Yeah. When that got introduced, everyone hated it. Did they? 
I didn't know that. When did they when didn't they want to they were worried about people going to go over there and play and Oh yeah, I just think it all depends on how big of a scale and how much money is involved because obviously the, the amount of money the players and stuff get to go play over in the Indian Premier League, they'll build the schedule around that because it's like how do you stop players from earning whatever? And you that's know, what golf's in now though. Yeah, no, that's, that's the same situation. That's why I don't mind that. I don't mind the Greg Norman and uh the crew because I think they earn more money. I don't know much about golf or whatever, but my dad, old man loves it and he's been yeah. but I just think like fucking good on him. Aussie's doing good things. And I love the fact I watched it actually a little bit on the weekend with dad. And the fact that he had the, he had the little mullet out. We actually, did you know I pinged him on Instagram? To no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you say no? Nah, yeah. Cause dad, dad goes, I go, who are some good golfers? Who should we get on? Who'd have a cool story? He's like, Cam Smith. He's a man. This was like maybe a year ago. And then I, and I looked at uh, Instagram cause I was like, Oh, wonder what he's doing now. Check the messages. And yeah, hasn't seen it though. So it doesn't matter. He's a dog. Is that what you're saying? No, he hasn't seen it. So oh, I right. understand. You know what I mean? That's fair enough. But that's uh, golf. Huh? What, what would you? What sport would you be good at like that? Would you be good? No, you're not good at golf. No, nah, I like. I don't mind playing nine holes. 18 is a bit much for my skill level. I think nine is good enough. Like if I lose what about 18 with a buggy. I could do 18 with a buggy. Yeah, and a couple of J's and just no dramas will be just all day every day. But I don't know. My my only. Good shots are, uh, on the on the fairway, so I'm a shocking long game, shocking short game, but good chipper. Maybe we should start introducing a, a Friday afternoon round of golf. It would be fun. I wouldn't mind it. Actually, we should get the cigars, Michael Jordan style. I'll wear yeah, the I like glove. That. I know? like that. Oh, hey, you're going to have the full kit. I hope everyone has a sick week this week. We've got plenty of pods coming at your hot. Some big guests coming up too, big stories. Uh, and you haven't checked out yesterday's episode, go and check it out. Founder of Airtasker, Aussie tech startup. OG doing cool shit. And Adriana Zumbo, special guest for Hot or Not this Friday. So send in your suggestions this week. It's going to be a fucking Adriana Zumbo. Crazy. This has been a Wellbeing Network podcast.